Welcome to this episode of the Greenville Oaks Message Broadcast. The Greenville Oaks Church of Christ seeks all who need Jesus and together are becoming His fully devoted followers, encouraging and equipping people to love God, love people, and serve others in an ever-growing way of life. Find out more about Greenville Oaks or connect with us online at greenvilleoaks.org. As always, we ask that you subscribe to, rate, and review our podcast. It makes it easier for others to find us. And now, on to this week's message with student minister Wes Raspberry. Good morning. Uh, thanks, Christopher. I hope this is beautiful. I think it is. Uh, so, um, again, my name is Wes Raspberry. I'm one of the ministers here at Greenville Oaks. Um, and today continues our three-week series called Next. Um, last week, if you were with us or if you tuned in online, we highlighted and recognized all of our uh, high school graduating seniors um, they stood across this stage, and, and we congratulated them, and we also said, hey, we commit to still walking with you. We also got to hear from a few of them. It was a, it was a great Sunday, and I want to thank those of you who were able to join us uh, last Sunday afternoon for their, uh, for their reception that they had down in the Fellowship Center. So thank you for, for honoring them, for welcoming them, uh, and for, for making them feel special last Sunday. And a preview for next Sunday. Next Sunday is our Family Dedication Sunday. Uh, We're going to have all of our uh, young families, those who have had babies recently in the last year or two uh, because of COVID. We haven't been able to do it in a while. So they're going to stand up on the stage next Sunday, and we're going to commit to walking with them. We're going to say, hey, as a church, we commit to being there for you and with you. So I'm excited about that next Sunday. I hope you'll join us for that. But this Sunday, like I did last week, I'm going to share the stage uh, with some individuals that I'll bring up here in a little bit. But before we dig into that, let me open with a prayer. God, thank you for today. Thank you for a time to gather, to worship you, to praise you, to thank you, to petition you, and hopefully to encounter you. God, thank you for uh, the rain this last week and just the reminder of your provision and also your power. God, I pray today that you would pour through me and also the others that will be up on the stage with me, the gift of preaching, so that Christ would be formed in our hearts, in our minds, and in our lives. Pray all this in your son's name. Amen. Well, when I was in college, I had a a professor of mine and a mentor in ministry uh, share a metaphor with me that I find helpful still to this day. He talked about how life and faith Um, can be thought of as like a pathway, right? And uh, we, as people, need to be both reaching up and out and also back and down. We reach up and out because if you imagine that we're all walking on this one pathway and we're kind of in this single file line, there are people who have literally stepped where we've stepped before. There are people who have walked where we've walked. And so we need to reach up and out to, to get help from those people to know where to jump or where to just walk normally or where to take a big leap, Uh, know where there are branches that are about to hit us in the face. They can help us navigate the path. And yet also, we need to be reaching back and down because there are people behind us in life and in faith that we can help along the way as well. I find this metaphor helpful to this day, like I said. If you imagine this pathway like it is, and we're all walking on this individual uh, single file line, this is so true. One of my favorite things that we've done with students is we call it wilderness expeditions. It's a trip that we take uh, every other summer, usually. And uh, in a week, we drive to Colorado, 
we backpack and hike up and down a mountain, and we drive all the way back. Uh, it's an exhausting week, and it's really hard, uh, but it's really good. There's a lot of really cool things that happen on that trip. Uh, one of the, the biggest goals is obviously to make it to the very top of the mountain, the summit. Sometimes that doesn't happen. Sometimes there's weather or there's other circumstances that prohibit us from going all the way to the top. But my favorite outcome of the trip is the bonding that the group experiences while they're on the trip together. I mean, if you think about it, 20 people living on the side of a mountain for a week, you get pretty close. Um, and, and we do walk on our trail or on our path. We do walk in an individual single file line. And so we do help each other out. We, we say, hey, there's a rock right here. Watch out for that. This isn't steady. Watch out for those. Uh, there's a branch. Let me hold it for you. We, we have to help each other. We have to rely on each other. Can you see the parallel in this to the journey of life and the journey of faith? To me, that is the body of Christ. That is the church when it's at its best. To me, that is what God calls us to, to mentorship, to discipleship. Today, we'll get the opportunity to hear from two couples who have intentionally invested in younger generations here at Greenville Oaks. And I don't want to say that they're the only two that have done that. No, that's, that's not my message. But they are two examples, and we'll get to hear from them today. So at this point, I want to invite David and Belinda Bruce and Larry and Kelsey Fox onto the stage. And while they make their way up here, I want to read the passage that I read last week uh, from Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9, once again. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your house and on your gates. And let me again draw your attention to the address that the writer gives at the very beginning. He doesn't say, here, you individual family units. He says, here, O Israel. Here, you community of people. Here, you church. So as we listen to these couples share their experience today, I, I, I lay out the same challenge. Here, you community of people. Here, you church. Well, let me start off by asking, um, how have you invested in younger generations here at Greenville Oaks? David had to go first in first service, so I guess I'll lead off. Um, so my wife, Kelsey, and I have spent the majority of our time here at Greenville Oaks being involved in the student ministry. Um, we know the youth minister really well, the student minister really well. Uh, if you don't know him, he's the guy that quotes all the rap lyrics up here on stage. Um, and he's that guy. So um, that's where we invest. Well, I would say that um, it more in couples and in small groups is where we've found our our calling, if you will, uh, is where we spent most of our time. Awesome. I'm going to ask a pretty blatant, frank question next, um, because time is a valuable and limited resource, right? And I would argue that we all like to spend our time when we choose to with people that are like ourselves. So why would you choose to spend it with younger generations, especially with teenagers? Okay. Um, 
younger in life, uh, the only way I know how to express this is uh, probably high school on. I've had many mentors in my life uh, that have stayed in our life. And that made a huge impact on me. I guess God knew I was going to need help in life. And clearly I do. I hit every branch on the way down. And so God put people in my life to help me. And when Valinda and I got together and got married and uh, he provided mentor couples for us, it was extremely important in our marriage, in raising our children. Um, and it made a huge impact on us. And I, the only thing I can say is I, I believe, we believe that... Um, that's what God intends for us to do, is to turn and give back and to be uh, a mentor as well. Not because we know better and not because we were successful, but because we hit every branch and we made a lot of mistakes. Ours is not a, a uh, hey, you know, do as we say, because we know. It's really more of, hey, don't do that, because we made a lot of mistakes. And if we can at least share that, I believe that's what God had intended for our life as a couple. And I also had the privilege of working for quite a few years with a a group mentoring young moms. It's called Mom to Mom. And one of the reasons I was involved in that, because it says in Titus chapter 2, that the older women should teach the younger women how to love God and love their husbands and children more. And so I feel very strongly about that, too. Why do I hang out with teenagers? Um, great question. Um, similar to what, uh, David had just mentioned, um, growing up myself in middle school and high school, I grew up in a very small town. Um, and I didn't have a lot of young adults or adults that were in a generation ahead of me that were mentoring me and cared about my well-being and investing in me outside of my parents, of course. Um, so when we first started coming to Greenville Oaks, six-ish years ago, um, you know, we had the opportunity to um, help out with our students uh, here in, in Greenville Oaks, and uh, that that opportunity to give them a voice, and, and, and too often, and I, I know this is in my regards too, but we try to instill knowledge or provide nuggets of wisdom to the younger generation behind us, and I'm here to tell you, the young people in this church so much smarter than me. <laughs> they, they, they've provided a, a passion and a dedication in their walk with Christ that I don't see um, that often with, with um, uh, my upbringing, right? So uh, that walk hand in hand with them has brought so much value to me and to my wife and to my son. Um, that is very, very important to me. So that's why I would say that. Well, and I think on the on the surface, there's there's a need to for help in a ministry, and so so we will spend our volunteer or we will volunteer and spend our time. But really, what it turns into is it's relationship building. You know, we we enjoy building relationships and being able to talk and to listen and um, know that Jesus Jesus is in the mix of it all. And so. There's volunteering, but really it's about the building relationships for us that like really makes a difference. Yeah. I think you're kind of digging into it there, but how, how would you say that uh, each of you have been blessed by having these relationships, by serving in this way? How have you been blessed by these relationships that you've had with the younger generations? 
I would say that my biggest blessing is the relationships, the community that we've built through the small groups, um, getting to know all these young families that I never would have had the opportunity to know otherwise. And, um, and it makes every time I come to church feel like a family. Um, the, rela- the relationships have just been such a huge blessing. And not only with that younger generation, but also their younger generation, um, which was a huge blessing to get to know these little ones and love them. Before I had grandparents, I got to act like a grandparent. So that was fun. I would say that that kind of taught us a little bit about how to be grandparents, and uh, which we are, by the way, now. And it's awesome. Oh. And so that was that was a blessing in our life. And I think it's also a blessing that um, we, we, we were doing what we believe God intended for us to do and be the examples that we, we think God intended for us to do. And that brings a, a, a bit of satisfaction, too, because I think God has made it pretty clear to, to us that that's what we need to be doing. So uh, I'd mentioned my son earlier. Uh, if you walk into the nursery, you will see a blonde-haired, blue-eyed, very pale-skinned, uh, ear-to-ear smiling, laughing and giggling boy. And uh, the investment that Kelsey and I have made in the generation behind us has paid us back tenfold because that generation in turn is investing in our son. And they get to see, or excuse me, he gets to see from them what it looks like to be Jesus to someone else, what it looks like to love someone what it looks like to share that love with other people and be a disciple to other people. Now, he's one and a half. He doesn't understand any of those words. But he sees it, and he knows it, and he understands it, okay? Um, so I'm very thankful for, you know, the Campbells. I'm very thankful for the Stermans. Oh, I see you sitting over there. Uh, hey, Troy. Um, I'm very thankful for the Chacones or the Nicholsons or, and, and I could name tons of families throughout our, our church body, the Brokaws. Hey, Brian. Um, I'm very thankful for all of these people that give us the opportunity to spend time with their kids because it honestly, parents, you guys, you're their number ones by far. Okay. Um, and they're going to learn from you things that they will never learn from me. But if, we walk through and we expect these young people to just have their parents to rely on. Um, they're, they're going to struggle in areas that they shouldn't struggle in. So that's, that's my hope is that I and, and some of the other uh, generations ahead of them in this church can walk hand in hand with them through their journey so that when there are times of doubt, when they do falter, they have people to lean on. And there are conversations that honestly, the young men in this church, the, 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 I don't like calling them the teens because I don't want people to refer to me by age group. I don't want to be, I don't want to be middle-aged man or mid thirties guy or anything like that. But the, the, the teenagers in our um, church body in this community, um, there are conversations I can have with those young men that they may not want to have with their dad. They may not want to have with mom. And so that's a huge blessing um, for me and for my family as well. Uh, Any final comments about, you know, any other byproducts or insights that you've, that you've experienced in these mentoring relationships? Well, I would say that I think a lot of the times we think that you have to learn or have a certain amount of knowledge, have a certain amount of wisdom to be able to further God's kingdom. And by being a part of um, relationships with the middle schooler and high schoolers, 
is we're able to witness how they are just kingdom growers as they are right now. And it is really beautiful to witness and to partner with them and seeing how they, they grow, but um, they aren't waiting to be a part of God's kingdom. They aren't waiting or getting to a certain point to where they're ready. They are, they're, they're doing it now. And to be able to witness and be a part of it is really special. The only thing I would add is I think it, it takes a village, doesn't it, to raise a family and to even be married. It takes a village to help out through the difficulties of life that you navigate through. And I think that's very important at, from, from zero to a hundred years. I mean, it, it, you, it takes a village for all of us to work together and, and live life together. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for your service. Thanks for what you've done, uh, to invest in younger generations and what you continue to do. Um, let's, let's give them a hand. I hope what you heard uh, was both encouraging and yet also challenging. Um, I hope it was inspiring for you. As I mentioned last week, I would argue uh, that we as a church have a duty, an obligation, a responsibility, and even a privilege of walking alongside the younger generations and, and helping mentor and disciple them. Hear, O Israel. Hear, O church. Well, I'm getting to the end of my sermon, and I haven't referenced a rap song yet, but I'm going to. Don't worry. Kanye West perhaps wouldn't be the person that he is or have the influence that he does today without Jay-Z's influence in his life. In fact, he talks about this in his song, Big Brother, uh, how Jay-Z has been a constant influence for him. Kanye West started out as a uh, full-time producer on uh, Jay-Z's recording albums, uh, his label, before they signed him as a full-time rapper. Uh, and in Big Brother, Kanye talks about all the ups and downs that their relationship has had like you would with any friend or any family. Uh, but one thing remains true, that Jay-Z has been a mentor for Kanye and has helped him get better over the years. And this is kind of how it works in the music industry. In fact, Jay-Z's mentor was a guy named Jazzo. Uh, Eminem, was mentored by a guy named Dr. Dre. Um, Donald Glover or Chance the Rapper, or sorry, Donald Glover or the Childish Gambino, excuse me, uh, gave Chance the Rapper his shot. This is kind of how it works, where, where somebody who has status and influence and power sees somebody who has potential and they mentor them. They help them navigate the path, the way of the music industry. They help them find the way. It's not just reserved for the music industry, though. Because, again, like I'm arguing today, I think this is what God calls us to. This is what Christianity is about. It's about walking alongside, helping people up, mentoring, discipling. This is what Jesus did with his disciples. This is what Paul did with Timothy. This is what Moses did with Joshua. This is what Deborah did with Barak. This is what uh, Elijah did with Elisha. There are countless examples in Scripture of older generations mentoring younger generations. And so I would lay that challenge out to each of us today. How might you take a step toward the next generation? And if you don't have a mentor in your life, maybe that's where you need to start. Because I think that's equally as important. You need to find a mentor, somebody who can help you navigate life. But I would also say that the call that God has for each of us is to find somebody that we can also mentor. How might you take a step toward the next generation. 
Where might you be able to serve by mentoring? How might God be preparing you for this way of service? And it's not just reserved for adults. Students, don't let me lose you here. In fact, adults, if you didn't know, sometimes our students help lead the way in this. In fact, for the past four summers and continuing this summer, our students serve as mentors and small group leaders in our children's ministry small group classes. How might you take a step toward the next generation? Let me close our time by uh, reading the passage from Deuteronomy 4 once again. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Hear, O Israel, hear, O church. May we all find ways to take a step toward the next generation today and this week. Go in peace today. Thank you for listening to this message from the Greenville Oaks Message Broadcast. We hope this message helps you to inspire people to follow Jesus because you're convinced, like we are, that following Jesus is the best way of life possible. Connect with us on Twitter. You can find and follow us there at Greenville Oaks. Discover more about the Greenville Oaks Church online at greenvilleoaks.org.